was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? Je me débrouille. Oh, this is an international... That's impressive. I have an international guest today, so I'm practicing my French even though she doesn't speak French. Well, uh, that means I get by. We, you're, you, that, that, it means you get by. Well, yes. so that's uh, uh, copacetic. That's right. <laughs> well, I was just trying to expand my horizons and say copacetic in another language. Yes, that's awesome. Well, we're excited to get to our guest, and we will in just, just a, a few minute. minutes. Yes. Uh, before we do that, though, well, well, uh, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm doing good. I'm doing right. good. Jeff, this is uh, this is a fun show. Yes, it we, is. We like to have fun on the show. We try. At, at the same time, we also like to tackle uh, important issues. Just some of the, the most biting, controversial issues out there. Well, I don't know that they're controversial, oh, no, but, they're, but issues that are important, well, right? We we'll talk about stretching. That's pretty, health and well, well, stretching is pretty controversial. Stretching can be pretty tough for us, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, today, my uh, intro leans a little bit more towards the important issues rather than one of the fun things that we oh, like okay. to talk about. Um, without going into any details, this has become kind of an important topic for our family. Uh, and it's, uh, I'm going to share some tips that come from the Harvard Medical School. So, so it's, it's legitimate stuff. It's top notch, top yeah. shelf. So here's the thing, Jeff. Age makes us more susceptible to having a stroke. It does. As does having a father, mother, or other close relative who has had a stroke. So there's uh, two, two factors there that we really don't get too much control over. We can't no. control our age. No. We can't go backwards. And we don't get to control our family history or we can't change that. Nope. However, when it comes to a stroke and risk factors, there are some things that we can control. There are. And uh, knowledge is power, says Dr. Natalia Rost, who is an associate professor of neurology at the Harvard Medical School. She says, if you know a particular risk factor is sabotaging your health and predisposing you to a higher risk of stroke, you can take steps to alleviate the effects of that risk. Sure. And today I want to talk about four ways that we can start to rein in some of those risks and possibly, hopefully, avoid a stroke later on in our lives. Great, great. Because no one wants to deal no, with that. No, I don't right? have a history of it, but my wife does in her family. Oh, she does. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that maybe you can share yes. with her. So number one, the number one factor that we can do uh, that can help us avoid or at least lower the risks of a stroke is to lower our blood pressure. Yes. High blood pressure is a huge factor. It doubles, sometimes in some cases, even quadruples your stroke risk if it's not controlled. So that's a big deal. Right. So high right. blood pressure, it's the biggest contributor to the risk of stroke in both men and women, says Dr. Rost. Uh, your ideal goal for blood pressure is to maintain your blood pressure at less than 135 over 85. Mm -hmm. And the way that you achieve that, there are several things that you can do. Number one uh, is is the one that I'm sure that you're thinking of, and that is to reduce the salt in your diet. Yeah. They recommend to have no more than 1,500 milligrams a day, which is about half a teaspoon, which is not very much salt. No, that's that's like one restaurant egg. Well, basically, right? So we yeah. really have to watch our salt intake there to uh, control the blood pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing we can do is avoid high cholesterol foods like hamburgers, cheese, and ice cream. I know that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, they say you, if you eat four to five cups of fruits and vegetables every day, one serving of fish two to three times a week, and several daily servings of whole grains and low-fat dairy, that can help reduce your uh, high blood pressure mm -hmm. and your risk of a stroke. They recommend getting more exercise, at least 30 minutes of activity a day and more if possible. They recommend quitting smoking if you smoke. Right. And if you need to take blood pressure medicines, which is the last thing on the list, but if it's necessary, that's something right. you need to consider. Right. All of those things can help reduce your blood pressure, which in turn can help reduce uh, your risk of strokes. 
Very good. The number two thing that they say you can do is to lose some weight. Yep. Uh, obesity, as well as the complications linked to it, including high blood pressure and diabetes, raise your odds of having a stroke. If you're overweight, losing as little as 10 pounds can have a real impact on your stroke risk. So that's uh, that's kind of um, encouraging. It, it doesn't have to be a huge thing, but yeah. uh, even just a little bit can help. And then the more that you lose, the better, obviously. Right, right. Uh, your goal is to work with your doctor to create a personal weight loss strategy. And the way that you achieve it, they recommend at the Harvard School of Business, of not of business, but of medicine, medicine. is to try to eat no more than 1,500 to 2,000 calories a day, depending on your activity level and your current body mass index. Mm-hmm. They also say increase the amount of exercise you do with activities like walking, golfing, or playing tennis, and by making activity part of every single day. That'll help you lose weight, which in turn will lower your stroke risk. Right. Number three, very much related to what I just barely said, but that is to exercise more. Exercise contributes to losing weight and lowering blood pressure, but it also stands on its own as an independent stroke reducer. So your goal is to exercise at a moderate intensity at least five days a week. And the way that we can achieve that is simple things. Take a walk around your neighborhood every morning after breakfast. You could uh, think about starting a fitness club with your friends. When you exercise, you want to reach a level at which you're breathing hard, but you can still talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, another tip that they give us, which is a very common one, take the steps instead of an elevator when you can. Right. And if you don't have 30 consecutive minutes to exercise, break it up into 10 to 15 minute sessions, at least a few times throughout your day. And, uh, again, that exercise can help you reduce your stroke risk. Right. The last one that I wanted to talk about is one that's been referred to in the other tips that I mentioned, but that is to treat diabetes. If you have diabetes, Having high blood sugar damages blood vessels over time, making clots more likely to form inside them, which is, of course, uh, upping your stroke risk dramatically. Your goal is to keep your blood sugar under control. The way that you achieve that is to monitor your blood sugar as directed by your doctor and use diet, exercise, and medicines to keep your blood sugar within the recommended range. And uh, those are the steps that they say you can use to help lower your stroke risk. I'm a little surprised. I thought there might be something about stress. Um, there actually was something about stress, but with uh, the time that we had, I skipped okay. over that one. That's fine. Well, no, I mean, that, <laughs> so it is, that is a factor that's a big, for sure. A big factor, right? Absolutely. The other thing I wanted to touch on, just very briefly, Jeff, is uh, the way to identify a stroke. Okay. Because when it comes to stroke, timing really is everything. Oh yeah. And uh, the faster that you can get in to get treatment, the better your recovery uh, potential is going to be. So the National Stroke Association has created an easy acronym to help you remember and act on the signs of stroke. And the acronym is FAST. Mm-hmm. F-A-S-T. Have you heard this before? I have, but I don't remember what all the letters stand Well, for. let's talk about it really quickly. We won't, we won't spend a lot of time on it. But the F in FAST stands for face. Mm-hmm. Does one side of your face droop when you smile? If so, that's uh, an indication that uh, a stroke has happened. The A stands for arms. When you lift both arms, does one arm drift back down? And the S stands for speech. Is your speech slurred or does it sound odd? And then the last one is T, as I said, time. Uh, If any of those things are present, you need to call 911 right away. And uh, they recommend not you know, meandering into the car and making your way to the doctor's office, but actually calling 911. There is just a few hour window before they can... It, it is. It's a window of, of a couple of hours. And even within the ambulance, they can start working on treatments right away. And, right. and timing is everything. So again, fast. Face, arm, speech, and time. 
Let me just say really quickly, other signs of a stroke include weakness on one side of the body, numbness of the face, unusual and severe headaches, vision loss, numbness and tingling, unsteady walk, any of those things, if you're experiencing them, experiencing them, you need to listen to your body. If something is off, you need to get it checked out. And in this case of a stroke, you need to get it checked out immediately. Right, right. So, Jeff, that's some kind of serious stuff. It is. But important stuff. It, and it's, it, it is important because I've known people that that ignored the headache and they have permanent paralysis on one side of their body. Yeah. So again, that ti- timing is so important it when is. it comes to stroke. It so, is. so keep uh, in mind that acronym fast face, arm, speech, and time. And if you are experiencing any of the symptoms that we talk about, just call 911 right it. away. Just do it. Don't worry. Just call. And, uh, you know, if it works out, that that's not the problem, then great. You know, yes. it's, it's better safe than sorry. Definitely. So that seriousness is out of the way. Now let's have a little bit of fun, shall All we? All right, let's do. Today's guest that you alluded to earlier is one of our incredible athletes at the Huntsman World Senior Games, Neringa Jaxtiene, Jaxtiena, excuse me, was born in Lithuania, but now resides in Tennessee and competes mainly in track and field and is a record holder at the Huntsman she World is. Senior Games high jump. Uh, she was a former member of the Soviet junior team, and after 20 years of raising her kids, she's back on the track. And uh, we're excited to welcome her to the show. So, Nettinga, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. So, um, we want to just talk a little bit about your athletic experiences and some of the great things that have happened in your life. Uh, I mentioned that you were on the junior track and field team for the Soviet Union back in the day. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about that. What what was that like, and what were your competitions? Did you travel around the world, or did you stick mostly around home, or or you know what was that like, and how did you get involved at that level as a junior athlete? Yes, when I was in school, I ran very fast, and a PE teacher took me to the track coach. So I was 13 years old, and I just practiced track and field and. Um, I really like it because uh, hurdles, running hurdles, sprint hurdles was very lucky event. I catch that technique very quickly. And then I was so uh, successful uh, that I was competing um, and I, I broke Lithuania record. Wow. Um, so I ended up in a Soviet Union junior team for a couple of years. I was traveling with a Lithuania team. Lithuania Soviet Union team. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Soviet Union team all over the world, like Cuba and all um, other um, cities in, in Soviet Union and Republic was wonderful time of my life. And so after that, I still uh, was still competing for Lithuania team, which Lithuania... Uh, Gained her independence in 1991, and I was competing for Lithuania team until I was 30 years old. Until you were 30 years old? Yeah, uh, from 13 years old to 30 years old. And then in 1994, I moved to the United States because my husband was here and working, and and I was looking to compete in the United States, in Memphis, Tennessee. But there was no... um, competitions for me, uh-huh. like track and field, it was just uh, 5K to run, 10K or marathon. So it wasn't my event. I started just, you know, keep my healthy living, like jogging, going to the gym, swimming a little bit. Uh, I was raising two sons, 
And uh, later, when I uh, turned 50, a lady at the church told me that the Senior Olympics, you can compete track and field in a stadium and do your events. I was so excited. <laughs> my bad. I, I completely changed my work routine. Instead of running and jogging and enjoying fresh weather and staying very healthy, as always, I include uh, speed work, jumps, and start using my running spikes, and I was very sore. All my muscles <laughs> So, and I started with Memphis Districts, and then I went to uh, Tennessee Senior Olympics, which every summer in June in Brentford, Tennessee, near Nashville, and I met so many wonderful people, all age. I was admire how 80 or 90 years old can run and have so much fun and yeah, look so, do we. so wonderful. And even so many stores, like uh, people couldn't walk, but they start exercise and they get up from wheelchair and competing in seniors Olympics. I was so impressed of these people who live long life and enjoying life so long. We hear so many of those same stories as well, Nettinga, and it's such an inspiration to us. Wow. Let me just say, wow. You've had a very incredible and uh, impressive athletic career. Um, I want to back up just really quickly and and talk a little bit about your national team experience. You you were able to, to be a part of and compete on a national team for a very long time. In, in looking over those competitive years, what was your favorite memory that stood out? Was there a city that you visited or a, an award that you won or something that just really kind of defined that period of your life where you were competing at such a high level? Yes. Uh, with the Lithuania team, we went to um, to compete like all Soviet Republic uh, competition, and I ran 100-meter hurdles. And I just improved so much my time that later, you know, I was like uh, number one in Lithuania. And for until 30 years old, I was, you know, first or second all the time. And I just so admire um, my all sport career. I had wonderful coach who who was like a father to us because he didn't push us so very very hard. We always had have had love to sport that's awesome it's just such a wonderful connect your life to sport it just nothing could be better in life because you see you show good example for your children you you show good example for the people what you see and they want to be like you look great feel great and to have same size from 17 years old Fifty-four. Well, we haven't all done that. Those are goals that I. Those are goals that I think we all strive for. Uh, but you've been able to do it, and that's that's amazing, uh, Nettinga. That's just incredible. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Huntsman World Senior Games track and field athlete Nettinga Jackstiena. Um, she's had an incredible, incredible career. And, uh, you know, she mentioned earlier in um, her introduction that she did take some time off from competing in track and field at a high level and just took care of herself, which I think is admirable in and of itself. Just jogging and running and eating right and getting outside and just taking care of herself and raising your children, raising your children at the same time. And then almost through a happy accident, you were reintroduced to the idea of senior games 
and you had an opportunity to compete at the Tennessee Senior Games, which is a great event. And then also you've had the opportunity, as I said earlier, to compete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. I'm curious, Nettinga, how you found out about the Huntsman World Senior Games here in St. George, Utah. Uh, my friend told me about uh, Huntsman Senior Games, that it's very popular and there's some records for every event. And there's lots of sports you can choose. And then I decided to come in 2017 to try so, and it was so convenient because from Memphis, you can fly to Las Vegas nonstop and then rent the car and enjoy nice view driving to St. George. And it just was amazing. So uh, many people amazing. The weather was great in October. And all people uh, who, was, who were competing um, at the track and field were like happy. Um, you know, like spreading so much good energy because you just, you know, nothing better than see happy people around you. And That's you true. become a very happy person and you just want to achieve more, you know. And then you go to other age group, like we compete 50, 54, and then uh, we have records at that age group. And then you go to second age group, 55, 59, and so, and until you're 100 or so. And it's you know, records, and it's just fun to, um, it motivates you to to seek higher results and um, travel, enjoy enjoy your life. In, uh, you know, kids would grow up and go to colleges, and yeah, and you you have more time. And so many people are depressed because they just like, oh, I don't know what to do. Just you know, staying <laughs> home and watching TV and. <laughs> And just, you know, grocery store, work, home. And my life started at age 50. I I started to educate myself about healthy eating, healthy living, how to stay healthy, you know, don't be the doctors, and feel great. And I just said my life started at 50, and this is best years of my life. And I think I'm just getting more happy and I look forward to compete to national, to world level competitions like uh, all masters uh, track and field, all world masters track and field. And because, you know, I can go also uh, to Europe championships and there is, you know, in Toronto, like uh, South America or games. I never been there. I'm planning to go in visit places, and when you compete, you also can visit national parks, uh, you know, so beautiful places you can visit. That's right. And, no, no, I just want to huh? give our folks an idea of, of what an athlete in the senior games can do. What was your record jump? How high did you jump in the high jump? I jumped one meter, 50 centimeter, and it was a record. I, you know, all day I am. Higher results I'm achieving. I know what's happening to me. I'm just reversing <laughs> my age. <laughs> which, which is almost six feet. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it would be a foot ten. Oh, it's almost five like, feet. Oh, almost five feet. Almost five feet. Yeah. I thought you said one, one meter. Yes. With, uh, oh, one yeah. fifty. I was thinking. Yeah, one one meter fifty centimeters. But yeah. what an incredible and never, jump! And no I matter what. Jumped, like high jump. It wasn't my event. I just like you know that's fun. It's just like. Push, go in the air and go down on a you know soft mattress. It was just fun. Oh yeah, and I had this record. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so now you have a new 
a new goal that you can start working towards and uh, even improving your times and your heights in your jumps and your runs. You know, you've really described the perfect scenario of why the senior games movement really exists, Nettinga. The the experience that you had uh, being introduced to it as a friend, from a friend, and then just embracing what's available and the lifestyle. You know, and as you mentioned, there are so many opportunities to compete. And uh, the competition is certainly an important aspect of it. But you also talked about the friendships and the camaraderie and the friendliness and just the joy, the sheer joy of competition that you've experienced at these events, including the Huntsman World Senior Games, but other events as well. And the great thing is, and this is something that I think a lot of people don't know, Nettinga, and that is that there are opportunities to compete. A lot of times we think, well, our time has passed and it's done and you know we'll just have to accept that and, and move on with our lives. But that is not the case. There are many, many opportunities where athletes in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and as you even said, in their hundreds, Nettinga can still stay involved and excited and engaged and enjoy that thrill of competition and, uh, and you know, enjoy a, a, a high quality of life and enjoy the active life, as we say, Jeff. That's right. So let me just ask you uh, one more question, uh, and then we're running a little bit short on time. Uh, you came to the Huntsman World Senior Games last year. That was your first time. You had a fantastic track and field meet. Were you able to experience any of the other non-competition events like an, uh, the social or an opening ceremonies or hiking through Snow Canyon? And if so, what was your experience outside of the competition here at the Games? Yes, I was competing for three days and, um, you know, in the morning and afternoon and we talked to other athletes, we changed phone numbers uh, and uh, after competition, uh, I went to visit Zion's National Park wow. and I enjoy so much and I'm going again this year, but I'm going to visit different um, places. Uh, um, it's um, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Canyon. Canyon Park. And you, know, you will love it. When you connect with nature, you're just happiest person. You just cannot imagine how, how how wonderful you feel. You know, fresh air and just nature. We are nature people. You know, we I just, agree. It's just so beautiful place. You have to experience. You know, it's just not enough words to to tell. But when you go, you you can feel everything. That's awesome. In your heart. Nettinga, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's the time, all the time that we have to visit with you. But but thank you so much We've for sharing, enjoyed it immensely. sharing your experience. And we look forward to seeing you here in October at the Huntsman World Just Senior Games once again. Just a few months away. Yeah, we're looking yes. forward to it. Well, you, uh, I want to tell one more thing. Sure. How to help people to get moving. For example, I'm going to tell about myself. I always had in my car running shoes, like a sports uniform, and any time I drive by any park in Memphis, I stop, I change clothes, and I exercise. It, you know, parks, it's, uh, every city has so many parks. You don't have to join gym. You just walk or a little bit jog later, walk and jog and breathe deeply so you get more oxygen. Your cells get more uh, oxygen and you get more energy. And then you can do any exercise in the park, like sit-ups, push-ups, stretching, and you also connect with nature, with fresh weather, and get lots of oxygen. And this is very easy. I you love don't it. have to, like, prepare yourself. Great Just, advice. I love um, it. Exercise 
uh, go home or just if you have chance go swimming is just wonderful experience uh, that that you you couldn't have given us better advice. That's fantastic. Thank you once again for joining us, and uh, we're so looking forward to seeing you in October here at the Huntsman World Senior Games. Bye bye. So Jeff, registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is open. We've already reached participation caps in a couple of sports, specifically pickleball and bowling. But don't despair. Right. Get in there, get through the registration process, and get on the waiting list. We're often able to get people off of the waiting list as we have cancellations. And besides right. that, there's lots of other uh, opportunities to um, register for a variety of different sports at the games. So visit SeniorGames.net and register today That's right. for your choice of uh, 28 sports that are now available. That's right. The 2018 ga- dates of the Huntsman World Senior Games are October 8th through the 20th. So you've still got plenty of time to get prepared. Don't forget to tune in next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And as always, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and you can even find us in your Stitcher app as well. It's easy to add us to your list of favorite podcasts. Just search for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. Hit subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. Not a single one. If you have an idea for a show or a question for us, shoot us an email at activelife at seniorgames.net. And Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day is from the author of Life's Little Instruction Book, H. Jackson Brown. Okay. He says, the best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. That's right. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.